Welcome to the Rivers of Revival podcast. You are about to listen to an audio filled with revelation. Be hungry and expectant. Thank you, Holy Ghost, that you bring a word in our spirit. Thank you, Holy Ghost, that you release fresh word, fresh revelation to us tonight. We are open. We are yielded. We surrender. We're ready for what you want to pour. We're ready. We are open. Pour it into us. Release it. Let it come. We are hungry. We are thirsty. We are desperate. We are ready for whatever heaven has in store for us tonight. We are ready for you to do it, Lord. Do it tonight. Let tonight be a power night. Let tonight be a filled night. Let tonight be a a pouring out, a filling up, a overflow type of evening. Amen. So you know, you know, family, that God wants us to live a life that's within the kingdom. God doesn't want us to live a life that has glimpses or a life that has moments, but God wants us to live a life that is residential. Okay? God doesn't want you to go view property. God wants you within the property. God, and when I say this, I'm, if you want to take it for your house, take it. But this is about the kingdom. God doesn't want you to only peer into the kingdom. Wants you to watch through the windows what's happening in the kingdom and what's going on in the kingdom and then leave and having to go back to the kingdom. God wants you to have residence in the kingdom. God wants us to live a life. He's given us the access. So he doesn't want us to go in and out of the kingdom. He wants us to take up residence within the kingdom. So that you know when you when you go into a country, right? When you are South African and you decide to go stay in the United States or stay in New Zealand or go to Australia. Yeah. That's the three quickest ones I can think of that most people go to, right? And then obviously the UK. So that's the four big ones that people go from from South Africa. They, they can't stay there a few months and come back a few months and stay there. Then they'll stay South African residents. They have to remain in that country for usually more than five years, most of the times. For more than five years to receive residency, to receive the paperwork that makes them residents of that country. So when God is inviting you and I into the kingdom, he doesn't want us to visit the kingdom. He doesn't want us to have moments in the kingdom. He wants us to take up residence and remain in the kingdom so that our residency, and and I'm going to bowl you out because you don't need to stay in the kingdom too long to get residency because your residency is in the kingdom. So when you stay in the natural too long, you take up residency. Because the Bible says that I am not from here. I am from another world. So I came into this world with a residency that is outside of this world. So the longer you live naturally, the more difficult it is to live spiritually because you've taken up the residency of your natural habitation. It's a deep one. It's a deep one right there. So now God is saying... I want you to come and live on the inside of the kingdom. I want you to live this kingdom lifestyle, this kingdom mandate. And, and I, wanna, I just want to shift your mind a little tonight. And, and I hope I get to do this. And I hope you open for this. That the, the, the thing why people don't perceive the kingdom or the reason people live with a one day, a futuristic mentality is because they see the kingdom as dispensation. 
Stay with me now. They see the kingdom dispensationally. As a dispensation. As a time. They look at the kingdom as timing. So one day. Someday. In the future. They look at it as a dispensation that they have to cross over. So now we're living in this age. And then one day we live in the kingdom age. And then one day. But the kingdom is not dispensational. The kingdom is not dispensational. It's not for a set period of time. It is not something that you have to get to. It is something that's already within you. You just need to begin to live more there than you live here. So don't look at the kingdom as dispensational. Don't look at the kingdom as something that you have to get into one day it's not a futuristic shift and change the kingdom is here and now come on somebody so the kingdom's not if you if you're a note taker the kingdom's not dispensational because the kingdom is not measured by location or timing the kingdom is measured <laughs> by what what is the kingdom measure? It's not measured by location or timing. So it's not dispensational and, and it's not actually territorial because it's not in a specific territory. The kingdom's there and we have to go visit the kingdom there. So it's not territorial and it's also not dispensational. So what is the kingdom? The kingdom is spiritual, but the kingdom is, the kingdom is the substance now we're going back to Hebrews to faith again. Because the kingdom is the substance of your salvation. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Oof. Because why? Did Jesus save me to be a better natural person? Or did Jesus save me to have the access to a realm? So that's what the kingdom is. It's a spiritual realm. The kingdom is not territorial. The kingdom is not dispensational. The kingdom is a spiritual realm. What does that make it? The kingdom. Oh my goodness. Kerosu is dimensional. So write it down. The kingdom is dimensional. That's why you can still be here and in the kingdom. You can still be here and be in the kingdom. So what gives me then the access... To cross in. And this, this is what I, I, I want to get through to you tonight. What is it then that allows me to cross over to the kingdom? Yes, Jesus. Yes, my faith. Yes, my salvation. Yes, my trust. Yes, my belief. All these things. Beautiful. Amazing. It's great. That's what it is. Jesus is the only door. He's the only way. But for me, can I break it down? You need... To have the kingdom made manifest in all arenas of your life. Not just in one arena. You need the kingdom in all arenas of your life. You need the kingdom to manifest in every single arena. Okay? Which means then, I need to access the kingdom in every facet of my life. The kingdom shouldn't only be in my giving. The kingdom shouldn't only be in my worshiping. 
The kingdom should be in my decision making. The kingdom should be in my prayer. The kingdom should be in my choices. The kingdom should be in my dependency. So I need to allow the kingdom's perspective on every single daily thing of my life. Matthew 6.33, seek first the kingdom. Now look at those things. Eating, drinking, what you're going to wear, where you're going to sleep, what you're going to do. Yeah, that's daily living. So my daily living has to take on the perspective of the kingdom. So it's easy to say I'm in pursuit of the kingdom. Seek first the kingdom. So when I seek the kingdom, what does that seeking mean? Think about what scripture says. I'm going to take you on a treasure hunt tonight. Scripture says. <laughs> Are you with me? Yes. Ask. Come on, somebody. Ask, ask, ask. You know how important that is? Ask, knock. You need to knock. You need to knock. So seeking, seek, ask, knock. Seek and you will find. Ask and you will have. And, and knock and it will be opened unto you. Okay, so it's progressive faith. <laughs> I seek to see. I ask to have and I knock to enter. There's three actions of your faith. You need to see to enter. Because first when you get saved you see and then you can enter. So there you have the seeing and the knocking. What's missing? The asking. Are you with me family? We need to. When you get born again, you will see the kingdom of God. When you go through the water and the spirit, you will enter the kingdom of God. But where's the asking? Jesus, how do we pray? Pray to your father. Give us today our daily bread. There's the ask. Give us today our daily bread. So what is bread? Bread is revelation. The Bible says, just as I was with the Israelites in the desert, feeding them daily manna, which came from heaven. Sure. Now that manna in the New Testament becomes the revelation word of God. So God is literally saying, seek the kingdom. Seeking is to see. So when I seek the kingdom first, I see the kingdom first. Perspective. When I seek the kingdom first, I see Kingdom first. Situation. Natural kingdom. How do I resolve it? In a circumstance. What do I do? Natural kingdom. Seek the kingdom in every facet of your life so that you can appropriately manifest the kingdom. So see the perspective of the kingdom. Are you getting what I'm saying? Yes. So you have access to the kingdom. Write this down. You have access to the kingdom. But the access doesn't make the difference corporately. So the prayer is, Lord, I want to be in the kingdom. I want to understand the kingdom. I want to comprehend the kingdom. I want more of the kingdom. That's personal. That's personal. So the more personal you can become with Christ, the more accessible the spirit becomes. Hey, hey, hey. And the more personal the spiritual realm, the more real, the more authentic, the more manifestations of the spirit realm begin to take place in your life. It's because you're more personal. What is personal? It's intimate. Yeah. 
So the more intimate I am with Christ, the more expressive the kingdom becomes through me. So Jesus is inviting us to be more intimate because more intimacy with him produces more fruit outside of intimacy. Okay? So do you want to do more for the kingdom? Then become more intimate. Do you want to manifest more of what's inside of you? Then get more inside of him. Because Jesus is the trigger to what you carry. Jesus is the trigger to what you carry. So the more intimate you become with him. What is, what is Jesus called in the Old Testament? He's called the seed of the woman. He's called the seed of the woman. The Bible says, and the seed of the woman will do what? Will bruise the head of the serpent. Will trample upon the serpent. The seed of the woman. That's Jesus. The seed of the woman. Why a seed? Because seed carries the potential to produce. Okay. So when you're intimate with Jesus, there is the production of potential that takes place. That's why somebody that has been with Jesus can accomplish more than somebody that is studied. Or is smart. Or is intellectual. Or has a high IQ. Because when you're with Jesus, it produces things that you cannot produce in and of yourself. <laughs> so the heart of the Father is to get us to become intimate. To become personal. Because when we become personal, we get access into the kingdom of God. Now we begin to see. And you know what seeing does to you, right? What does seeing do? What does seeing do to you? When you begin to see things in the spirit, what happens? When you begin, when you can perceive spiritual things. Okay, what does the scripture say? What does the scripture say? Think about it quickly. Think about what does the scripture say about it? What does the scripture say about that? <laughs> Who knows the mind of God, but the spirit of God who searches all things. Okay, so we have the mind of God. We have the spirit of God in the same sentence, which means the spirit carries the mind of God. And when the spirit opens up the mind of God to me, it brings transformation to my own mind. So seeing Changes my perception. Changes my perspective. Changes my pattern of thought. Okay. So what is the important thing? The important thing is what does intimacy produce? Revelation. What does encounter produce? Revelation. What does <laughs> scripture produce? Revelation. What does prayer produce? Revelation. What does worship produce? Revelation. So the entry... In the supernatural is revelation. Because the more revelation you get, the more territory you take. So what is God trying to get through to you? He's trying to pour more revelation into your life. Because the more revelation you get, the more you are growing. Revelation is not given to be filled. Revelation is given to be matured. Let it sink in. Revelation is not given to be filled. God doesn't fill you with revelation. He matures you with revelation. His presence fills you. His revelation matures you. So he wants to give us more revelation. He wants to give us more revelation. And we can take it now to the scripture that we just spoke about. He said, I'm going to lead you. Just like I led the Israelites with manna. I'm going to 
teach you to pray, give us our monthly, weekly, no, daily bread. What is that bread? Man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Bread is likened to word that comes from God's mouth. So then we need daily conversations. We need daily revelation to come to our lives. <laughs> Why is revelation then so important? Because revelation deals with where you are and where you're going. Come on, let it hit your spirit. Revelation deals with where you are and where you're going. So when God speaks revelation to your life, God is... So every word, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Not proceed dead. It's not what God said, but it's what God is saying. So when he draws us in for intimacy, it is so that we can hear what he's speaking over us and we can allow that word to take up territory in our lives and mature us. So his presence fills me and his word matures me. So the more of his presence fills my being, the more of his presence begins to overflow. <laughs> and the more of his word comes to me, the more complete he makes me. So he's saying, revelation is so important. Why is revelation so important? Because revelation flows from intimacy. And the more intimate you are with the Father, the more he speaks a now word into your current situation. And it's that word that allows you to walk upon it. So the word becomes. What, what is the word? What did we say last time? The word is what? The word is a lamp. It's a light unto my feet. Unto my path. So the more of his revelation word comes to me. The more guidance I have to where to go. How to step. How to walk. Just like we said last time. Peter. Peter didn't get out on the water. Peter got out on the word upon the water. It was the word that changed everything. Peter didn't get out when he saw Jesus. Peter didn't get out when he acknowledged Jesus. Peter got out when he had the word of Jesus. Jesus was led into the desert. Oh Lord, we don't like to read that. He didn't wind up in the desert. He didn't find himself in the desert. The spirit of God led him to the desert. I am not saying you're going to the desert. Don't stress. All I'm saying is when you feel like you're in a desert, just know that there's a word in you that is being tested. Because the de desert, <laughs> the desert is hungry for words. So somebody with a word has to go through the desert. So the devil gets him there. And isn't it funny that the enemy comes to Jesus and says, If you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, if you are the Son of God, do this, do that, change this to bread, jump off the cliff, do this. But Jesus refers three times, three times. He refers to the book of Deuteronomy. You can go study it. You can go check it out. Three times the book of Deuteronomy, which is one of the books of the Pentateuch. That is very, very interesting and very, very powerful. And all three times Jesus uses the book, uses Deuteronomy to say it is written. All three times refer to Revelation. All three times it refers to Revelation. It doesn't refer to a good scripture. It doesn't refer... 
to a, a good idea or suggestion or opinion. It doesn't refer to a mark my stark like versie, you know. It refers to fresh revelation because all three times, as he says, it is written, and what he uses as as it is written, all continually points back to what the Father has said in that moment. So Jesus's substance of coming back to the opposition of the enemy is that I have a revelation to be here. I have a revelation to do this. I have a revelation to stand firm. I have a revelation to go through. I have a Jesus walks through the temptation in the desert with a revelation. Just like we say that God loves numbers so much that one of the books in the Bible is called Numbers. Now God is so 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 crazy about revelation that he has a whole book called Revelation. And if you didn't know it by now, it's not the book called it's not Revelations because it's not it's one revelation. The book is not revelations. It's revelation. Singular. Why? Because there's only one revelation. And that's Jesus the Christ, the Son of the living God. So every single now word God speaks to you will always point back to Christ. Mm. <laughs> Because he's the one and only true revelation of this hour. Is the Son of the living God. Why is that revelation so powerful? Because without him we would still be orphans. But through him we became sons. So he uses the revelation of the son to give you the revelation that you are son. Thank you for listening to this amazing audio with AK. We believe you have been equipped and empowered. Feel free to visit us on Facebook, Instagram and YouTube.